It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're fixing to have us a good day. Welcome on into the Locked On Auburn Podcast. Your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. Presented by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. Love these guys. Didn't use them this weekend, but most weekends we do. We were just kind of out and about going to the baseball game and and uh, to the hotel, hung out at the hotel for, uh, at Aricha Cucina for uh, for after the game. But I, I was chatting with the folks with Fetch Me, and, and for you guys that listen out of town that come in town, they deliver to your hotel. They deliver to places on campus, which is awesome. So I guess uh, I guess I never really have an excuse, but that's on me. That's on me, because Fetch Me is there when I need them. Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free, and they have the, the promotion going right now uh, throughout the season. When Auburn scores more than uh, 85 points, then you get 50% off of your delivery charge. And let me get my notes. Let me pull that up. I want to make sure I give the right code. I think I know what it is, but I just don't want to be wrong, which happens a lot. It happens a lot. But it's going to be um, AUBall85. You can use promo code AUBall85 to get half off of your delivery. Or like I said, if it's your first time ordering from FetchMe, you can use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. Thank you so much to all of the things that they do for the podcast, including sponsoring the Locked On Auburn Podcast Award. That episode is coming out Wednesday, the first ever Lopas. Michael, I know you're excited about it, and that's going to be brought to you by courtesy of Fetch Me, which makes it even better because they're bringing the awards to you. Woo! You're fired up. Dude, I'm fired up, especially for the Lopas. Yeah. I'm up for a Lopa. I hope I win. You're I'm not going to lie, looking at the voting, you're in a dead heat with Painter Sharples for most attractive guest. Well, I voted for Josh Vitale. All right, so looking at today's show, we got some football talk that we're going to start with. Uh, we got a new hire, as well as basketball thoughts. Stay away from the ledge, people. And then we're going to sprinkle, sprinkle some baseball chatter at the end of the show. So I'm pumped about it. If you want to vote in the Lopas, click the link in the episode description. I'm also going to put some stuff out on Twitter and Facebook again today for people to be able to vote and get involved with that. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, let's start with football. 
Auburn has added yet another title to Coach Travis Williams' list of duties. Obviously, first with the linebacker coach. I believe it was last offseason they added the co-defensive coordinator tag to his job responsibilities. Now, he has been named recruiting coordinator. Marcus Woodson was the recruiting coordinator last year. He has left to take the same job at FSU. That now will be handed over to Travis Williams, which makes sense. I mean, he and Rodney Garner are two of the best recruiters. Cody Burns is up there as well. I think if it wasn't T-Well, it would have been Cody Burns, personally. It's just kind of a, a gut feeling that I have. But T-Well made 450 k last year. Auburn 247 is reporting that he will get a raise this offseason. I think this is brilliant. Do, I, I love it. Do whatever it takes to keep T-Will around for as long as possible. Yeah, yeah. I think, and I hope they're having this conversation, but it really seems like he will be Auburn's defensive coordinator when Kevin Steele is done. That's just the feeling I get. Whether he is Auburn's linebacker's coach or not, I think he's the defensive coordinator after Kevin Steele. I agree, but I do not think he'll be Auburn's linebacker's coach at the time. Really? You think he goes away, gets a D.C. job somewhere else, and then comes back? Yes. I think him leaving to take a D.C. job somewhere is maybe a little bit of a wake-up call. Maybe kind of a, like, oh, God, we love him kind of moment. Like, I'm surprised we haven't heard more chatter whenever the coaching carousel is going around. I thought we'd hear it this you know last mm-hmm. few months or so when folks are kind of filling out and promoting people and, and all of that. I'm surprised we didn't hear a whole lot of it. I would kind of expect it to be a, a mid-major in the area, right? Like a Troy kind of thing? Yeah. With like Chip Lindsey? Yeah. A Troy, a, you know, one of the Georgia schools. that Southern like, Miss, jo- something like that. Yeah, yeah, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, one of the... It's very clear he can recruit the area, so yeah. I, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, and I think it would be. I think he would do really well there. I think he's a Georgia guy as well, so that would make sense. That would make sense. But, but I, I'm right there with you. He, Auburn needs to do everything they can to keep him on campus as long as possible, and to prepare him. To I think he will eventually be Auburn's defensive coordinator. So might as well start preparing him now. Yeah. It looks like they are. It looks like he's involved in everything but the actual play calling. Seems like he's involved in the game plan. Seems like he's involved with development. Uh, I mean, you see how linebackers have gotten better during their time at Auburn. And uh, more on that in a second. We've got a great listener call in a, in a second that we're going to touch on. But now he's, now he's going to be very involved. I mean, he was already very involved in recruiting some of their top guys. But now he's going to be involved as a recruiting coordinator. I'm all for it. I agree. And I think, you know, maybe we're both dead wrong. And, and this is what they're like slowly adding more and more responsibility to his plate. And then until they're just like, you've done it. You are the defensive coordinator. We can't give you more responsibility yeah. without you being the defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like they're going to pay him. him more. He's got, he got paid 450 last year. I assume that'll get him over half a million. And I'm pretty sure that's a good bit for an assistant coach. So props to him for that. Which may also be an issue that's kind of, I don't know, getting in the way of him taking or getting offered DC jobs other places is that it would be. That's a good point. It would be a promotion in title, I guess, but not in like other aspects of his life. He likes it here. It's very clear that he has no issue just chilling and working here. I like him here, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, speaking of the defense, Marcus from Slapout, Alabama, I think that's what he's saying. I didn't know that was a place. So when I played in a second, you um, you, you tell me if that's what he's saying. That can't be a place. <laughs> it's got to. Uh, it doesn't have to be. I don't know why I was saying that. But 
Marcus has thoughts and questions about the defense next year, obviously losing a lot. So, hey, we'd love to hear from you, as well as Marcus from Slap Out. 205-502-4285 is how you can be a part of the show. And Marcus, you're probably listening to this, and you're like, I called forever ago. For some reason, I quit getting notifications, and I logged on, had a ton of voicemails, and I'm kicking myself because a few weeks ago, I'm like begging for running back voicemails, and you guys delivered. I just didn't see them. Then I started playing them all, and they're all about Whitlow, and he's not here anymore. So <laughs> I couldn't use them, but I can use one um, because Marcus called in to ask about uh, the, the defense. So here is Marcus. Tell me if, you th- if he's saying slap out. Hey, this is Marcus from Slap Out, Alabama. That's totally what he said, right? Uh, my comment question what? is, I'm a little more apprehensive about this defense uh, for this upcoming season. Uh, sounds like we're high on the linebackers. Uh, but, you know, for me, yeah, they made a lot of tackles last year, plays, yeah. but with Big Cat, Brown, Davidson up front, drawing those double teams and eating up those blocks. Sure, they were going to be involved and look great. Uh, and with the back end being the way it is this year, to me, the key is if that defensive front doesn't mature and step up tremendously and don't lose that much, which is saying a lot being what we had, it's really going to be difficult on that defense, uh, especially when it comes to SEC play. Just my thoughts, and I'd like you guys' comments. Thanks. You do a great job. Hey, thank you so much, uh, uh, Marcus, from, from Slap Out. Can't stress that enough. Can't stress that enough, Slap Out Alabama. Um, I agree with you. I, I think the success from Auburn's linebackers over the past few years has been largely due in part with how dominant Auburn's been on the defensive front. Now, saying that, I think going into 2020 and looking at Auburn's linebacking core that we expect to be on the field this year, it's the same group from last year, I think it's going to be the best linebacking core during the Kevin Steele era. And I think that's saying something. I think it's saying something, but you just look at what they've got with K.J. Downhill-Britt, and Chainsaw McLean and Owen Papo all coming back. That's pretty strong. That's pretty strong. And there's some other guys, some young guys that the folks are folks are really excited about. You know, how much time is a guy like Wesley Steiner going to get? Or you know, uh, some of those dudes. So that's um, I get the concern there, but when it comes down to the defense relying on the defensive line at this point, just I think it's worth trusting Rodney Garner. He knew that he knew that Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson were going to leave after this year. They've had some time to prepare for this. I think it's going to be okay. Will it be as good up front? I don't know, but I think the linebacking core is going to get better when the defensive line getting a tad worse. I think it's going to be fine as far as Auburn's front seven is concerned. Yeah, I definitely agree with what you are saying there, Zach. Um, we all know how high I am on Tyrone Truesdale. Sure. And they're bringing in multiple JUCO guys. Right. They're bringing in freshmen. They've got you know big cats still here. Um, guys who have been highly touted recruits who were freshmen or sophomores last year who are expected to get uh, more time this season. I, I mean, this is a... Yes, 
in all reality, the defensive line will probably be worse. It would be very difficult for them to be better. But like you said, the linebacking core should be better. And so um, I I think this front seven is still going to be a force to reckon with. Also, I'm still not convinced Slap Out Alabama is a real place. Have you heard of Slap Out Alabama, Painter? I actually have, although I can't say I know where it is. But yes, because it's such an odd name, someone else has pointed that out. Yeah. Okay, so you believe, Marcus, that he is from Slap Out Alabama. Is it a real place? I've heard people talk about it. Are we sure it exists? I googled Slap Out Alabama, and it comes up with... Holtville. And it says Holtville is a census designated place and unincorporated community in Elmore County, Alabama. Its population was 4,096 as of the 2010 census. I'm not buying Slap Out as a real place. Marcus, give us a call back. Give us more information on Slap Out Alabama. <laughs> 205-502-4285. I would like to say that the Locked on Auburn podcast is the number one Auburn podcast in Slap Out Alabama. I need you to call back to confirm that, that is an actual thing. Painter, uh, Marcus from Slap Out Alabama's question was about Auburn losing so much on the defensive front and how it's going to affect the linebacker play. Do you have any thoughts on that? I know you just kind of walked into this. I, I caught what Michael was saying at the end. They're not going to be as good on the defensive line, but they'll make up for that the linebacker core. It'll yeah. be interesting to see. I'm more interested. I'm not worried about the defensive line simply because under Rodney Gardner and Kevin Steele, at what point have you ever been worried about the group? But yeah, they may not be elite. Like they're not probably going to be up there with Clemson and Alabama and Ohio State, who pretty consistently have top five defensive lines. I do think, though, the linebacker core being obviously in between that defensive line that's rebuilding had players contribute that have rotated heavily and a, a secondary which is getting less talk it lost a lot too i know everyone's focused on the defensive line obviously because of how much star power was there i think the defensive back position in college football is just not as important as the defensive line i mean i think the majority of college quarterbacks can't pass the ball and i think you know the as far as them knowing where to go and who to cover I don't think the drop-off is going to be a whole lot. I mean, obviously, everyone who listens to this knows exactly how high I am on Noeg Monogany, and, and, and I was really high on Javaris Davis. I think you're going to lose some leadership from Jeremiah Denson. But as far as on-the-field presence, I'm not going to think it's going to be that noticeable in the defensive backfield. Sweet. I agree. Awesome. I, I, I think this defense is going to be just as good as the one last year. Yeah. I really do. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I think this team's getting younger. I think it's getting smaller for the most part, more athletic, uh, just kind of adapting with the times. I think you're seeing more athletic linebackers. I think you're seeing these safeties that can play safety or nickel or, or, or linebacker if you need them to in certain sets. That's just kind of how that's just kind of how football's evolving. So it's fun to see I, I this team kind of mimic that. Keep in mind too the amount of points that are being scored against Kevin Steele's team defenses like they are at times giving up yards but the thing that they have been best at is not giving up lots of points right and they have managed to even when some teams with really good offenses do move the ball their red zone defense has been phenomenal and i think again like there may be an, uh, some games this year where the defense does get pushed around a little bit more than last year i don't think it's significant and i think ultimately the thing to watch there is not the yards not total yards but how successful are teams at scoring? Like LSU, yep. LSU had plenty of yards, mm-hmm. but then they got what? They scored twenty three points. So mm-hmm. that that to me is more important than anything else. I want to note that I think Big Cat is going to explode next year. There's an opportunity like that. That window is wide open, right? Mm-hmm. 
So, and I, and I know there's a guy up front that uh, he, he's big on Truesdale. I know you, there's a guy up front that that we're not talking about a whole lot, but I know you're high on him. Aren't you high on Derek Hall? Yeah, he's been a guy that has. I hate starting sentences that way, but he has been someone who has rotated and clearly gained the trust of Rodney Gardner quickly. Um, I'm also curious to see about some of these junior college guys that are coming in that we yeah. just don't know a lot about. But yes, definitely, I think Hall in the action we saw was was productive. There's no doubt. Michael, if I said uh, Romello Hyde is going to step up next year, would you laugh at me again? <laughs> Maybe. Unbelievable. You know who's going to step up next year? Sawyer Pate. Backup QB 2020. All right. Sounds good. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Let's talk a little basketball, shall we? I'd love that. This is a note to all the folks freaking out on Saturday. Back away from the ledge. It's fine. It's going to be okay. We knew this was possible. We were chatting with the folks from Locked On Missouri on Friday's show. There's a lot of things that stacked up against Auburn. Auburn was on the road. We know how they play on the road. No Isaac Okoro. Dangel isn't back 100%, I believe. It sounds like he had the flu pretty bad. And Missouri had a longer week. Uh, They played on Tuesday night, and they got to return home. Auburn played Wednesday, went into overtime, and then they had to travel on the road to go to Columbia. I think that stuff matters. Now, there's been several times throughout the year where Auburn's been in Missouri's situation, and they've benefited from it. They've won close games that they probably shouldn't have, and I think that helps you a lot. So, um, I saw a lot of you tweet at me saying, like, oh, I knew it was over as soon as Zach made the confident pick. (laughs) And I don't think I was that confident about this game. I think I was very clear about all of the hurdles and all the obstacles Auburn was going to have to face going into this. So, I thought they were going to win by 20, so... I, I picked them to win by four, and I'm like, it's not going to be a pretty four either. It's going to be ugly, and it was uglier than I thought. But, Painter, I know you're very adamant on how, like, all right, Auburn fans, like, Auburn is still in a good situation. Yeah, so going into the week, I was concerned about this in part because Auburn has played in a lot of games that have gone to overtime, as I don't have to tell the people listening to this. They've been physical games sometimes. More than anything, though, Auburn has just been on the receiving end of... A lot of close games where things have gone the right way for them. And I think a big part of that has been the presence of Isaac Okoro, who provides you some of the best defense in the entire country. I mean, it's a huge part of his appeal to NBA scouts that have him as a top 10 pick and a lottery pick. Mm -hmm. And he gives you timely buckets late in the game. Yeah, people say, well, he's not a good three-point shooter. That's fine. He still finds ways to score when you need it most. Incidentally, in the two other losses that Auburn had on the road against Alabama and Florida— he sort of shrunk away yeah. in the second half in particularly and did not have good offensive performances. So you saw that again in another loss where Isaac Okoro wasn't able to contribute and it was costly for Auburn. I don't really think it's a big deal that Auburn lost this game. I think it's a much bigger deal 
how lost Auburn looked on defense, especially in the first half without Isaac Okoro. It was a little, I was a little surprised by that. People were pointing out the three point shooting, which we can talk about because, yeah, if you're shooting 6% from three, like it's going to be, it's going to be a tough day. But to Michael's point, it sort of just like went unnoticed by a lot of the Auburn fan base that Missouri is not exactly been tearing it up from three this year and they shot above 50 percent well they were averaging like 60 something points per game yeah they're not a very good offensive team and they put up who they were Saturday yeah yeah so um you know we all knew know how good Isaac Okoro's on ball defense they're one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the country and they went lights out on Auburn some of that's like yeah they made their shots give them credit some of that's like Auburn gave them looks that I don't think they've given teams most this season yeah and you know, Isaac Okoro has been called by multiple people the best defender in college basketball. I think he is. Like with with his offensive game and particularly his shooting not being the strong point, it's like he makes up for that so much on that side of the ball that scouts are like, "We'll work on your offensive game." Yeah, and so uh, we all knew it was going to be a big impact not having him there to guard the opposing team's best pl- best wing player, but. I don't think we all realized the effect it would have on the full team defense. Yeah. And and it really showed. Um, also, last night after the All-Star, the NBA All-Star game, you know, flipped over to SportsCenter. They're talking about NBA drafts. You know, ESPN's NBA mock draft right now has Isaac Okoro going third. I've seen that. Yeah. To the Hawks. That'd Which be, would be crazy. So they fun. need that so much. Yeah. I want him to go to the Hawks, to the Grizzlies. Or to any large, like like Vicini had him going eighth, I think, to the Bulls. And it's like, they desperately need defense. They need a young player. And it's like, it'd be cool to see him in Chicago. Like, what a cool market that would be. I selfishly want him an hour and a half from my house, please. No, see, that would be nice. And Memphis would be cool, too, because it's not too far away for Auburn fans and folks from Georgia who are following him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they got a bunch of young stars on the team. They yeah, got a lot of great Memphis. offensive players. So it's like, man, that'd be great. Now, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to be, a, Memphis is doing well enough that I just don't think yeah. he's going to be available to them. Memphis would be unreal. Yeah, it would be, Memphis it would be so great. The young core that Memphis has right now is just, Stupid. Yeah. But yeah, the Hawks and the Bulls definitely are two teams that seem at play. Like, and I'm acting as if I really know that, but it's mm-hmm. it's two projections yeah. that would make sense. Hey, I want I want to we'll talk more about basketball and, and get everybody ready for Wednesday. Um, I guess tomorrow. But a uh, big weekend for Auburn baseball. So good to be back at Plainsman Park. It was a beautiful day for it on Saturday for their doubleheader. Solid sweep, including a 14 to nothing beatdown yesterday. They had to stop it after seven innings for UIC to get home in time. Bailey Horn. Uh, the big questions like can he step up and be that third guy behind Tanner Burns and Jack Owen? Can he can Bailey Horn be the a consistent Sunday presence? He looked great yesterday. One hit, struck out seven batters and in four innings pitched. That's that's what you want. And so um looking forward to seeing uh seeing more of this throughout the year. Yeah, Ryan Bliss led the team with seven runs, tied the team with six RBI, Cody Greenhill. Um, earned his first save of the season. The pitching is something everyone's looking at because the lineup looks so deep. Last year, this team went on the incredible run at the end of the season, right. but in a lot of major categories, including where they were in the SEC standings, they were about the 10th best team in the conference. And I think everybody views them as a top half of the league team, and this rotation goes a long way. And then the other thing with that is the bats came alive at the most important time of the year for Auburn last year. Can they do that more consistently all season? If they can get the depth the way that they probably assume the pitching depth will look yeah, measured or, or combined with a more consistent uh, offensive game. Right. It's a team that 
that is top 10 for a reason. Panner, where can we find you in here, you bud? Check out the lunch break from 11 to 1 on ESPN 106.7, and you can get that at ESPNAU.com, the ESPN 106.7 app. Before we wrap up, before, uh, Michael, I'll let you plug your stuff, Michael mentioned this earlier in the show, but mm-hmm. right before you walked in, actually, Painter, uh, as far as the Lopas being next Wednesday, you and Michael oh. are in a... This Wednesday. <laughs> this Wednesday. Two days from now. You are you and Michael are in a dead heat for the uh, most attractive guest. Were it not for the Missouri game having my attention Saturday, I was very close to voting for myself for a second time mm-hmm. um, on this award. So if you're out there... And you like what it is that we do on this podcast. You like what it is the lunch break does. You don't want Michael to win. Vote for me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can click the link in the episode description below. We'll also tweet it out at some point today as well. Michael, where can people find you and hear you? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. You'll see a nice picture of me right there. Vote Painter! Make sure you go look at that before you vote. Vote Painter! Uh, if you want to see a picture of me with my mom, go ahead and look me up Whoa, on Facebook. She's a nice lady. Wow. You can see that I'm a, wow. I'm a nice... I love my mom, so that's why another reason you should vote for me. Shout out. Um, <laughs> love that. That's all I got. All, all right. All right. Fantastic. Fantastic. Follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 